and welcome into the ninth episode of Outside the Paint. I am Vaughn Delzell, contributor for Fan Sided, Number Fire, Overtime Heroics, who's powering the podcast, and the host of OTT. With me today, for the first time ever, we have two guests on the show. I know both these gentlemen from Inside the Labs, NFL Pick'em, uh, where we win money for ourselves and others, of course. The host of Sally Bias Podcast, a, go- a guest on Into the Lab. Uh, you can find his podcast on Anchor and Spotify, bringing the Boston accent, hopefully the beer. <laughs> how you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? How's everyone uh, doing tonight? Uh, doing great. I can't wait to hear your take on some Celtics basketball. Uh, yeah, we, we Slightly biased takes. <laughs> yeah, that's what we want to hear. We need, we need to mix it up. Uh, glad to have you on, man. But the next guy Glad we have here. writing for Overtime Heroics, fantasy football writer for Times Two podcast, and a guest on Inside the Lab, Oz Bloomquist. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. My first NBA podcast. I'm ready to give you guys my hot takes. I'm excited. It was just good oh, man, we're making all kinds of history. <laughs> first time having guests on. First time for you. All right. Well, lots of news going on in the NBA, guys. Of course, the biggest one of them all. Carmelo Anthony's been signed by the Portland Trail Blazers. Just been a little bit over a year since he was cut by the Rockets. Uh, a source close to the situation said that Blazers came to Melo basically saying, you need us as much as we need you. What does Melo bring to the Blazers? Steve, I'll let you kick it off. Uh, you know, so I, I talked about this on my podcast, Slightly Biased, the other day with somebody. And, I, you know, it doesn't move the needle for the Blazers at all. The Blazers did this because they're un- way greatly underperforming what they were last year, I believe at least, and I think a lot of other fucking people believe. And yeah, yeah it's a desperation move. They need to do something. They needed to do anything. So they signed Carmelo Anthony. Honestly, I'm happy the guy's got a job because he's, I don't know, I, I just like Carmelo Anthony. But he's he's still going to have still have the shot, but he doesn't have the athleticism that he used to have. He can't go and post you up down low anymore. He can't make those moves to get by. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to handle it. But yeah, they're five and eight to start the season. I mean, no, I don't think anyone imagined them to be like this, especially adding Hassan Whiteside. But yeah, he's not going to bring much defense to the Blazers. That's for sure. No, definitely not. And Miles, what's your take? Uh, I, yeah, just like building off what Steve said. Mello is way past his prime. We can we can be honest about that. He's not the basketball player he once used to be. But it's a move that the Trailblazers need, not only to salvage their season, but just to win the West, which is still a very tough conference, even though the Warriors are pretty much out of the picture now. Uh, obviously, he can still shoot. He's not going much, but he can hit the three-pointer. Uh, they're going to need to build some chemistry with Lillard and McCullum. <laughs> Dude, that could be a three three guys right there that can score on you all day. And if that ends up clicking, then the Trailblazers could finally start winning some games. Team in the West. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to take a lot for them to to be able to mesh well. And they're not. No season not over. They could salvage a season, but the West is a tough conference. Like to really be down in right now. Is it fair to say Melo could average ten points off the bench? Yeah, for sure. Even more. Yeah. Than, but yeah. It just comes yeah. down to how well he clicks and how much effort he puts in because, especially with Melo, effort comes into the question. Yeah, that's, that's very fair to say. And, uh, you know, a, a, moving right on to another topic, effort's been kind of questioned by a couple players now in the NBA. 
with load management coming onto the scene. Um, it's really it's really taken over the NBA this year, and the the hot team with that is the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George is finally black back. Um, he's had 35 points in his first two games. Why because of a knee contusion? So he says um, they're both not going to play back to back. How would you guys handle the Clippers superstars and their management? Steve, I'll let you go again. Uh, so I'm not totally against load management. I understand the need for it. It's a long season. 82 games is a long time. And especially the playoffs last, what, two months? A month at least? Yeah. If you're going for a big finals run? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a long season. You do have to have load management because you need these guys healthy at the end of the year. But I think that, like, overdoing it, they had the, the nationally televised game. They didn't have Kawhi or Paul George playing. Well, you know what? That's what people are coming here to see. That's that's my thing. Is it? You got to play the guys at least fucking more than time. I think because that's what people are paying to see. Yeah, for the first time in how long we talk about that. But I I agree with you. I mean, it's it's an interesting topic to see how they handle it because, like you said, obviously Kawhi and Paul George are there for a championship, and that's the only reason why. So they're trying to save their bodies for that time and. Yeah, they're playing really until June or July, so a very long season. Miles, how would you handle the situation with the Clippers? Would you let them play separate, separate games, never, not really together? Um, I mean, I, I personally – I understand load management. Yeah, stars healthy and energized from when you make that big playoff run. But to me, the only sport that will ever be load management is baseball. That's a hundred and fifty right there. Uh, I mean, when you're playing one game every two days, 82, I get it. Healthy and energized, but I mean, realistically, if they're healthy, they should be playing. But if you're going to do it, yeah, at least do it like this. If you're going to bench them for back-to-back games, then have one be benched for the first game and then have the other be benched for the second game. Start with Paul George and have Kawhi in the second game. Yeah, yeah I totally agree. I, I think if I was handling the situation, I would have – them play opposite nice back-to-backs like you said and if they have a third game during the week that could be the game that you pair them up together um but we've also seen them get that night off so it's gonna be really crazy to see they're uh, one of the better teams in the nba right now but i really want to get to the topic that we all want to talk about <laughs> the best team in the nba yes. right now the boston celtics um i've had a couple people last Last week, we put our power rankings out. I had the Lakers number one, Celtics number two, and uh, a couple of Celtics fans came out my neck, I should say. So, <laughs> are the Celtics the best team in the NBA and why? Take the floor, gentlemen. The best team in the NBA? I don't know, because we're not as superstar loaded as some of these other teams. But the thing is that if, it looks like the Celtics might have four All-Stars on their team. At least in Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward when he comes back, if he keeps if he keeps playing the way that he wants, he might not make the All-Star game, but he was playing absolutely at an All-Star level before he fractured his hand. Gordon, Hayward being back changes this team. Marcus Smart is playing, I think, the best basketball that I have seen him play in his entire career. I, all do you think that's because Irie Irving's gone? Yeah, yeah. This has a lot. This has a lot to do with the replacement of 
Kemba Walker and, and from for Kyrie Irving. Kyrie was he had all the talent in the world. He does have all the talent in the world. I will give him that. But God, Kyrie's a douchebag. <laughs> pardon my French. <laughs> he he's a douchebag. He doesn't want to work with anyone, and that's that's what a Brad Stevens team is about. That's how his teams always worked from back in college. All the great teams we had here with Isaiah Thomas. It's about ball movement. It's about spreading the floor and finding the right shot. And everyone yeah. working together. And you know, that that's not Kyrie's game. That's not maybe that's a knock on him. Maybe it's not. But that Kemba Walker will do anything. I I, I'm, I love Kemba Walker. I always liked the guy before I I loved him in U, when he was playing for UConn, obviously. I, mm-hmm. um, Jim Calhoun actually used to coach at my high school. So, really? Yeah. So I, I I shook hands with Jim Calhoun. Uh, he spoke at my grad, my high school graduation. I, I shook hands with Jim Calhoun the year they won that uh, title in 2011. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a moment you'll never forget. That's amazing. Yeah. But um, so I, I, I love Kemba. I, I, think, I think they're a serious threat. I, think about it like this. Considering Danny Ainge, too. We were talking about this. Could Marcus Smart be traded? Anyone can be traded. Danny Ainge will trade anyone at any time. Yeah, he's all about making the team better in the short term and the long term. The Celtics have how many first-round draft picks for for Lord knows how long (laughs) because they set themselves up for this. And, Miles, I know you said that you're a Kemba Walker guy. You kind of followed his entire career. Um, I definitely want to hear your take on Walker and the Celtics. And I want you to know – that originally, the first time I ever saw Kemba Walker play basketball, he hit the crossover on my Pitt Panthers, where I grew up. Hit the dagger, send us home, and I hated the guy. I hated the guy, but now I, I flipped the script. I love him now. So, take the floor on Kemba Walker. Yeah, uh, Kemba Walker. I I watched him like pretty much since his second year in Charlotte. He was the first guy I watched. He's pretty much the reason why I'm an NBA fan. So I love the guy. And when I saw. Him while he was playing in Charlotte and growing as a player is this dude is a natural leader. He's a natural captain. He absolutely he is not. At, he's not a greater shooter as Kyrie Irving. He's got almost as good handles as Kyrie Irving. I would say uh, Kemba Walker is one of yeah. the most underrated superstars in this league. But the best part of his game is he. Everyone loves him. He's just such a lovable guy, and he's a leader. He's what the Celtics needed, because with Kyrie, yeah, Kyrie was an amazing player, but Kyrie made the entire locker room want to him, okay? Then that's not good. Um, and the, and the yeah. Celtics are such a good team. Jalen Brown, who's a defensive superstar and, and can shoot the ball. Jason Tatum, who's going to be probably their franchise player forever. Like, I, I don't see Tatum ever leaving the Celtics. You know, Marcus Smart, who's, what, like Steve said, playing some of his best basketball in his career. And Gordon- He could shoot a three now. Yeah, except, except oh my he couldn't shoot last night. Yeah, <laughs> Ugh. Hey, hey, hey! One bad. I don't. I don't care. I've never seen Marcus Smart shoot the way he's shooting anyway this year. So, and then you got Gordon Hayward, who, as long as he's healthy, could absolutely take over a game. So the Celtics are absolutely the best team in the East, in my opinion. Are they the best team in the NBA? I, I think we got to wait a little longer to see that. Like they've been playing. Some, yeah, they've played some good games. They played Toronto, so you know that was a great win. Um, they was- unfortunately. Like they gotta, I gotta see them play a few more stronger teams to really get a grip on it, especially teams in the West. Um, but easily in the East, they are the best team right now. 
And as a brand new Celtics fan, even though that sounds a little bit like (laughs) I followed Kemba, and this is the one team that me and Steve can agree on. So, hey, it's a a pro. Hey, all right. Yeah, me and Miles are going to get along during NBA season. Oh, man, it's going to be a long season. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Miles is going to be on Slightly Bias a lot more, though. (laughs) Oh, man. Once the stock is rising, ladies and gentlemen. Once the NFL season is over, me and Steve will be best friends. (laughs) (laughs) So the the thing that I noticed most about the Celtics is that they're shooting threes at an insane clip now. Like you said about Marcus Smart, he's shooting seven threes a game, making almost three a game. Kemba Walker's shooting nine and a half threes a game, making four of them. Tatum's taking six, Brown four. I mean – do you guys think this is a different, like a new Celtics team, newer than the past ones we've seen, or is this the same old Celtics team? Easily, this is this is a much more motivated team that, and Kemba Walker can still shoot. Like this, this is a dude who just was the he was the primary threat in Charlotte. He he puts the team on his back late late in the game when it's oh close. I've, I've seen him do it. I've seen him do it here already. Yeah, a couple times. If there's a close game in the fourth quarter. Kemba Walker will put the team on his back. And one on one, he's a problem. You can't. It's one on one. He's one of the hardest players to guard in the NBA. Yeah, that comeback against the Bucks was, I thought, very impressive. I actually went to bed at halftime thinking we're going to lose the fucking game. <laughs> yeah, like I've like as a, someone who's watched Kemba his whole career, fourth quarters where he comes alive, and that's very reminiscent of like Isaiah Thomas, who arguably was on one of the best Celtics teams in like the past five years. So he's just in my opinion, Isaiah Thomas is, or no, sorry, Kemba Walker is just a significantly better Isaiah Thomas. He's got the same attitude, but he can play much better ball. Now, so there was um, a report. um, You you brought up, you know, the difference between him and Kyrie Irving. And I brought it up as well. But uh, last year, when they were all getting on the planes after the games, when they won, won or lost, they were all, you know, by themselves, listening to music. You know, nobody was really talking. Uh, they say after every game this year, uh, they're all right together. They're all joking around, laughing, hanging out. And they say always in the middle of the group is Kemba Walker. Yeah, man. He just he's just someone that players can gravitate towards, and he's he really is a guy that can give life to a team that really needed it he's he'll fit in great here like this is a guy that was going out it was going to a fan's house for dinner that old couple in charlotte the peelers i think their name was yeah really once a year in the off season he was going he was going to he was going over their house for dinner wow why he's, why why so that's he's just that type of guy i he, he just yeah he Maybe just next. met them i think they were they were season ticket holders or something they were big fans i guess they'd always be there early yeah watching the players warm up so he like he went up and talked to them one day and then he just became friends with them yeah uh, he, he he wrote an article like saying goodbye to Charlotte um, on the athletic yeah when he came when he first came to Boston I saw that it blew, it blew my mind um, that's that's amazing he's, he is one of those players that you always see a smile on his face no matter what he's up to um, I, I mean and it's I'm sold that they are the best team in the East right now. So I agree with you guys on that aspect. Um, you know, of course, the Lakers and Clippers are great teams as well. But right, at, talking just Eastern Conference, uh, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and Toronto specifically, who poses the biggest threat to, that, to the Celtics and who's the weakest threat in your guys' opinion? The 76ers. Biggest like, threat? Like, they, they're not the best 
they're not like okay, they're the best they're the worst threat to the Celtics, but they're not to the rest of the East, they're probably not that good. But I feel like whenever the 76ers and Celtics play the 76ers, they're always gonna give Boston problems. And we saw that on opening night. So But that's historic. Yeah that, for the yeah. Sixers to give us problems. Yeah, that's that's can you imagine if can you imagine if the Eastern Conference Finals this year is is Celtics Sixers oh, for the Celtics to go the, to go play the Lakers in the finals? That would be that's insane. Possible. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking about that too. That would just be like the eighties all over again. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I, I live I live five miles from Philadelphia, so call me, gentlemen. We can get a game in because if that's happening, because <laughs> I'll I'll be scalping tickets or you know no matter what I'll be at that I'll be at one of those games. <laughs> so who's who? Why is Philadelphia the biggest threat? You think it, uh, taking Al Horford away? Because this team with Al Horford would probably be a lot different as well. I mean, I couldn't imagine how good they'd be. Uh, Al, Horford, oh my Horford. God, with Al Horford, we're locked to go to the finals. Yeah, I mean, like he's been he's been really good on the 76ers so far, and that's just a team that's hungry no matter what. And they're really starting to click. They they finally have got a good core of guys with Harris Simmons and Embiid. So they're just they're just scary that they're finally starting to click. I would probably agree with Miles that the Sixers right now are probably the biggest threat, but I would not sleep on Milwaukee simply because of Giannis. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Even though I think even though I think in Marcus Smart, I think we might have the only guy in the NBA who can actually guard Giannis. Yeah. That's crazy to think that a 6'4 guard has a shot, you know. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen him do it, and it, like, actually play pretty good D on Giannis and, like, make him miss his shots, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, Marcus. Yeah, Mark, I mean, like, he's so hot and cold. If you can stay playing like this the entire season, then it'll be amazing. I, I love this team right now. He's a national If he plays like this all year, he's defensive player of the year. For sure. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely – I think he's definitely in the running for that. And the Celtics as a whole have been playing crazy defense, even with not that much down low at the center position. So um, you start talking about the Celtics, two Celtics fans in this podcast, and go on for an hour. Yeah. And I was going to make a comment. Um, another guy on, on my podcast that's a regular, he's a uh, Celtics and a Patriots fan as well. And uh, he said if he could take Marcus Smart at D-back, he said he would do it in a heartbeat. He said that guy's oh no defensive court. He said put him on a tennis court, put him on in volleyball, no matter what. He's playing straight defense. <laughs> Dude, my Marcus Smart for free safety. <laughs> Ball hawk, hitter, hammer. Dude, that, oh my god! Now that would definitely make us the best defense yeah, I, to, in the history of the NFL, right there. Definitely. Yeah, and I, I promise you to all the listeners, this episode is not sponsored by the Boston Celtics in any way. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely enjoy talking about them. That's for sure. One of the better teams. I mean, that. How, how do you know that's true? Oh, that's that's a good point. May, they might be paying you guys. They're not paying me. That's for sure. <laughs> but I, I want to give you guys. I want to give you guys a shout out. I really appreciate you guys coming on. I mean, great stuff all around. Um, thank you, Steve Reisner. Thank you, Miles Bloomquist, switching it up and talking some hoops with me. Um, so like I said, Steve is the host of Slightly Biased Podcast. You can find him on Twitter. Reisner underscore Steven. Steve, uh, tell everyone a little bit about Slightly Bias and uh, where they could find all the latest stuff on them. Uh, well, Slightly Biased, uh, if you want to, there is no Twitter account. It's just my Twitter account. Um, it's my podcast. It's Boston-based, but I don't just talk Boston sports. I talk everything with slightly biased takes. I try not to let my bias overcome my knowledge of the game. Mm. I like that. I like that. Hopefully, that's your uh, your little blurb there for your podcast because I love it. That's fire. 
Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and uh, I winged yeah, it. You winged it. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I definitely I listen in here and there, and I love it. And you know, I, I love talking about the Patriots. Some of my best friends are Patriots fans. But Steve, you're welcome on any time, and anytime you want to talk about the Celtics, um, you know, you can give me a call. So appreciate you, brother. And uh, all right, thank you, buddy. Sir. And for Miles Bloomquist coming on as well, I want to thank you. Twitter at the Phantom Jazzy, Miles. Before we let you go, you want to tell us a little bit about where your Twitter Twitter handle comes from? Uh, well. If you do happen to go follow me on Twitter, uh, I release three articles a week, uh, two for Overtime Heroics, completely Falcons-based as of right now because I'm also writing fantasy football for Time Scheme. So if you want to get some previews for the Falcons game or you want some fantasy football advice, articles weekly. So give me a follow on there at the Phantom Jazzy. Uh, Yeah, it was great being on the show, Vaughn. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And uh, for everyone that was listening, we're giving away a jersey giveaway on Thanksgiving. Two Rockets jerseys, joint giveaway to Beyond 94. I can't say who the players are because too many people would be requesting to be, get the jerseys. So just stay tuned on Twitter. <laughs> but thanks again, Stephen Miles, for visiting on Outside the Lane. <coughs> Follow, subscribe, and download. Have a good night, guys.